watching, and I am genuinely laughing. Though it is a travesty of justice, as they... The, the new charges against New Jersey Senator Menendez, and of course what he's being charged with is accepting money and gifts from people in foreign countries in exchange for helping them. Which is exactly what Hunter Biden has acknowledged that he's done. I mean, there, you know... <laughs> But then this has got to be just thinking, what is going on here? And so uh, they're showing that now the allegations against Menendez uh, include uh, a family from Qatar. And they they have released these photos of the evidence. It's like a watch. And we heard about the gold bars. And I'm did Hunter Biden not get a diamond? As a gift from, was it communist China or was that from the Moscow mayor's wife? Didn't, did he not get a new car from some, you know, individual representing a foreign entity? It's not a defense of Menendez. Uh, who knows? I, I mean, the thing of it is, you, you, this is the problem with having a politicized justice department is you don't know whether or not the individual that's being targeted is actually guilty or if if they're just being set up to look as if they're guilty. Because you look at what they are accusing him of, and it it is without dispute in terms of actions and transactions and the reasons that at least Hunter Biden is giving for the transactions are the reasons that they are trying to put Menendez in prison. Well, he was, you know, looking to hand out favors in exchange for. <laughs> now, the favors that Hunter Biden apparently, well, they're, they're very vague, of course. This is part of the, you know, the questioning that so many Americans have had with Hunter Biden is, well, what, what were you offering? Well, yeah, well, I was on retainer for uh, advice and services. And well, for what? Uh, you know, just stuff. Just to help out. Oh, okay. How are you going to be able to do that? Well, of course, we all know how. It's just remarkable the difference between somebody that they have decided to target versus somebody that they're protecting. And while a diamond from a foreign entity isn't, quote, evidence, a new car isn't evidence, right? We're told all the time, that's not evidence, that's not evidence. Yet, here you've got Senator Menendez of New Jersey and a new watch. Oh, well, here's pictures of the evidence. They have these pictures of and they're kind of, they, they make them look all official and seedy, like it's something that you would see in in a, in a, a, a film uh, about the mafia and, and the good guys really trying to crack down on the bad guys. It must be extremely frustrating for somebody like Menendez to be facing prison time for doing what you you watch your own party's president and the son of the president and the family openly doing. Of course, they just say, well, that's not evidence. That's not evidence. Why is it evidence against Menendez if it's not evidence against the Bidens? Now, some of you may be curious 
why is it that I mean Menendez is a Democrat though does does this not run counter to the narrative that there is a dual justice system I, I don't even really care for the characterization of our justice system as dual it, it's just a weapon it is a system that is utilized by people in power to get rid of people that are in their way and to, if necessary, protect those who are in power. They are the sword and shield of, generally speaking, the Democrat Party, but whomever within the Democrat Party is the preferred person in power. That's the sword and the shield. The thing about, if you notice, in the rare occasions that a Democrat is held accountable for crimes that they may or may not have committed, it is always in a deep blue area. Now, you may think, well, that seems like they'd be even more protected because it's deep blue. Remember, it's all about power. What happens when that Democrat, what happens if Menendez gets convicted? Or if Menendez decided to step down? another Democrat would replace him. See, there's no concern when you see these Democrat politicians. There have been numerous Democrats that have been mayors of Baltimore uh, that have gone to prison. They're always replaced by another Democrat. There have been numerous, uh, uh, I think, number of governors, of course, Blagojevich in Illinois, but I believe that there have been some others. I know that there have been numerous politicians in Illinois that have also gone to prison, but they're always, because it's a safe blue area, replaced by Democrats. What you don't see, particularly in a high-profile situation, is a Democrat held accountable in which an opening is left for a Republican to replace that Democrat. And so it isn't necessary. it's not as strict as Republican versus Democrat, it's just you know, the elites in power. And if it is Republican versus Democrat, then it's always going to be a Democrat. But then oftentimes, if it is a world of Democrats, they don't all of a sudden sit around kumbaya, hunky-dory, and there is no power struggle. There are power struggles that still occur. It's just within Democrats. And so those tools that are supposed to be a blind justice system are weaponized against one another. It's sort of like a circular firing squad to some degree. But again, it's a world of only Democrats. And so that's why you will see the Department of Justice uh, more than willing to go after somebody like Menendez because he's simply he has. I'm not going to pretend to know the ins and outs of of what offenses that are so great he has committed against the power structure within the Democrat Party that he is has been targeted in this manner because he has been targeted before. He, he's just somebody that that within I guess the state of New Jersey, uh, it has been decided that it's time for somebody new to take that position, and and this is why it is that he is is being targeted in that fashion. Another great example of this is Mayor Adams of New York. Uh, he's a guy that, as you know, was on his way 
to Washington, D.C. to publicly pitch a fit about the border policies of Biden. So he was becoming a problem, particularly in the context of Biden's reelection campaign. So while he was on his way there, the his his people, his campaign folks have their homes raided uh, by the FBI. And lo and behold, why? Oh, it looks like he was colluding with a foreign country to get elected. You know, that that same situation. So these scenarios do pop up, but don't mistake it for rare occurrences of justice really being blind, because that's not what is going on. Uh, that being said, a, a lot of stuff to cover. And uh, there was the announcement of the resignation from the president of Harvard, um, plagiarism, plagiarism, plagiarism on top of anti-Semitism. Uh, of course, she's saying it's racism because, of course, there is a Democrat, sorry, a Republican congressman from, I believe, California, who described this as a day of reckoning for our universities. No, it's not. This isn't going to change anything within the culture of our universities. This, this, this is not the sort of, well, the head of the snake has been cut off, and so all things can begin getting on the right track. The reason that we, after the attack on the Israelis and the Jewish people of Israel on October 7th, saw the spontaneous uprising of anti-Semitism on so many college campuses is because that is the culture of college campuses. It wasn't because of a few university presidents that decided to get some rallies going against the Jews. It was because that is the culture that for generations and generations have been crafted on these university campuses. If we are to think that somehow uh, the resignation of the president of Harvard or UPenn or any of these other universities is suddenly going to diminish the anti-Semitism and the, the critical race theory and the DEI culture that is responsible for all of the hatred that we see, um, then we're very mistaken. And what I fear is that some are going to see it and and say, well, look at that. We're sure taking care of this problem. No. Nope, afraid not. That's like believing that when Trump got elected president, the deep state went away because we replaced the bad guys. Nope, I think we all learned that that's not how it works, unfortunately. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447-KSGF. I'm Nick Reed, by the way, if I didn't mention that. Let's get the latest news update. Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Luna. A Branson man will be sentenced today for starting a fire at the Track Family Fun Park track Four and Ferris Wheel and Branson. Frank Paul pled guilty to charges of burglary and second-degree arson late last year. According to documents, Paul set a fire using gasoline he found in the business. When law enforcement asked Paul why he started the fire, he said he was trying to cover up that he had stolen electronics from the business in order to sell them. The sheriff's office in Stone County, Arkansas, is mourning the loss of one of their deputies this morning after he was shot and killed. This happened around 4.30 on Tuesday afternoon. No details were released about the shooting, but we do expect there to be a press conference held in Mountain View later today. Arkansas State Police say that a suspect has been arrested. We'll be sure to update you as we learn more. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. The First Alert Forecast, sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. From Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. 
Patchy fog this morning, though, I did not see. Did you see any coming in? No. I didn't either. So I, that that's not to say. I have a feeling that it's it probably going to hit probably seven or eight. Oh, yeah. listen to you. That's like my a, guess. Like a meteorologist over there. Mm-hmm. See, I, I fill in one week for news, and uh, yeah, that's what right? happens. Well, I'm, I'm the sort of person that, like, if I didn't see it, it must not exist. <laughs> so you definitely uh, have a have a better approach there. Wind chills. It was pretty cold, although it didn't feel real windy, but still could feel around 18 or so high today of 45 and sunshine mostly clear 23 tonight sunny tomorrow 45 and then there's a 50 percent chance of rain and snow friday with a high of 40 uh that being said a couple things for friday we are going to have happy hour okay so that will be at retro metro four to six just come by hang out great way to start off the new year all get together and we are going to have, of course, the Friday Road Show, sponsored by Extra Mile Home Inspection and Real Estate Repair, and a Heroes Breakfast. All right? So if you're a veteran, uh, then you can come by and get yourself free breakfast this Friday for veterans at Scramblers. That's thanks to Serenity Honors, Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, Electrical, and Delta Roofing, and, of course, Scramblers. <music> Yesterday, many of you went to the app for the first time in the new year, saw that we had a new app. Those that find the app functioning have been pretty pleased with it. It, uh, I think it is much better than the old app. Uh, to me, the app serves a couple of very meaningful purposes for the majority of you. One, streaming live. Uh, another is the easy ability to text, which I don't know if we figured that out yet. I know, right? I have not, but okay, I do fine. have an update on some of you that are having issues yeah. with the app. Yeah. So I recommend, and this is going to sound super simplistic, delete the app and reinstall it because- Tom Bartz actually had yesterday texted me and he said, tell people to do just that. Yeah, so it, it was supposed to just update on its own. And we've noticed that it did it kind of like. I think it was on some phones. It it did like 60% of phones or something like that. I didn't have any problems with it. I, in fact, mine updated so automatically. I, whenever we got the email saying, oh, the new apps are in the marketplace, I looked for it and I thought, oh, well, there's the old one. Right. Because mine must, I got a new phone recently, and it must auto update because. When I went into the marketplace and I saw the app looked the same, mm-hmm. it said open instead of update. So I thought, well, this must not be the new one. And that's when I, I, I emailed whomever this person is. Uh, and I was like, hey, I looked for it and and um, I didn't see it. And he, I don't remember what he said, but it prompted me to open, just open <laughs> on my phone. I was like, right. oh, it is new. It must have auto updated for me. Yeah, but that's... the. I think that that's a lot of the problems. Now, I know some of you are having a couple other problems, which I have sent a ticket out. Yeah, and and so here is the response that, and there's a bit of telephone game here because you've got Sarah contacting our corporate person, the corporate person contacting the third-party provider, whatever. Uh, and so they have said, well, we've got two Androids and an iPhone, and we're running them, and they seem fine. Um, if you can let us know what, what what information they were asking, like what phone and and so forth, and then that's exactly you're like, oh my gosh. So, um, what I figured is that if you are having trouble, 
do as suggested from Sarah, and that is just delete it and reinstall it. If that still doesn't work, if you can text us and let us know what sort of phone you have, and then... I, just like a brief description yeah. of what it's doing. Like, is it crashing when yeah. it opens? Mm-hmm. Like, is it just stop playing the audio? Is it not opening at all? Yeah. That helps us tremendously. Because then that we can pass that along, and then they can based off of that, hopefully figure out what the problem is. So if you can just um, do that and hopefully that works. And if it does work, feel free to text us and be like, oh, hey, that worked. Because that will also help us for other people in the future who aren't listening right now. And they're like, hey, this isn't working. We're like, hey, well, a lot of people have uninstalled and reinstalled. I know it's a pain in the butt, but, you know, that's just the way of these things. So I wanted to mention that uh, as we kick things off this morning. So... Okay. Uh, All right. The president of Harvard resigned. Uh, She's, of course, claiming that uh, all of this is because of racism. Uh, You have even CNN that uh, are characterizing this as uh, its uh, co-host Brianna Kaler uh, yesterday in the discussion of this saying that there's political overtones here, which is that Congress, the House of Representatives, Republican oversight have decided to join in investigating this, which was rather unusual and added some uh, sort of another tension to the discussion over her tenure. I mean, is it really that should maybe this is the best way to put it. Should it be unusual? that on the campuses of our most elite universities in which billions of dollars from taxpayers flow there and and when we witness anti some not a random swastika sprayed on a dorm room door but students Dozens, sometimes hundreds of students on college campuses all across the country marching in unison, calling for the extermination of the Jews. Should it really be unusual that Congress says, huh, maybe we ought to look into this? I'm not real big into Congress looking into this, looking into that. But these are taxpayer funded universities. The fact that CNN, though it's not surprising, looks at that as something that is only occurring because Republicans, you know, well, this is just unusual. It's something Republicans are trying to make a big to-do about. Is a pretty sad commentary on where we are in this country culturally. And it also goes to once again show where the true anti-Semitism is in this country. When Republicans are criticized for politicizing the fact that people on college campuses want Jews exterminated. Like, oh, come on. Why are Republicans making such a big deal of this? They are also trying to downplay the plagiarism, particularly, um, Referring, let's see, uh, Claudine Gray on CNN, or sorry, uh, what's the, there's a, one of the, one of the commentators on CNN, um, Matt Egan, said of President Gay, 
quote, has had to issue corrections, multiple corrections. Now, we should note that Claudine Gay has not been accused of stealing anyone's ideas in her writings. She's just been accused of sort of more like copying other people's writings without attribution. So it's been more sloppy attribution than stealing anyone's ideas. Do you think students get to use that excuse? I mean, I suppose, depending, sadly, on their skin color, maybe they are able to. Uh, their sexual orientation, maybe some are able to, some are not able to. But you plagiarize, that's what you could say. Hey, I, I'm not stealing people's ideas. I'm just a little sloppy in my attribution. Okay. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Rich. American Transmissions talk and text line is 447-KSGF. I've got to get my truck in. Serpentine belt replaced. Um, last time I was over at A1 Custom Car Care getting the, the standard oil change that was one of the things they said, hey, you may want to go ahead and and uh, have this replaced. And I was like, well, is it an immediate issue? They said, well, not immediate, but it's, you know, it's starting to show its age. And this morning, of course, it's cold and you start up a little bit and you hear some sounds that you think, hmm. I mean, makes you a little bit nervous. Uh, as the cold weather comes about, some of those belts, those hoses, those fluids that otherwise in the less frigid temperatures may be okay are going to face um, harsher scenarios, and they could be enough to where it causes you real problems. So the point is winterizing your vehicle, making sure that it's ready. Uh, I'm going to take my own advice this week. I'm going to make an appointment today, have that done. Uh, shouldn't have waited this long to do it. Shame on me, but better late than never. And I recommend you do the same thing. A1 Custom Car Care, a uh, couple of fantastic locations, and you can find all of their hours and so forth at ksgf.com under Nick's endorsements. Oh, also want to mention uh, Godfather's Pizza, of course. Uh, we are partners with them, and I would recommend that you go get yourself signed up for for a Godfather's Pizza Pizza Party at ksgf.com. Their Nixa location had been for a period of time delivery only because someone had driven into the establishment um, a few weeks ago, which was really odd because it was just a couple days later. Somebody, there was another restaurant What was in Nixa, remember? Oh, uh, Coyote. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it was Coyote's, yeah. yeah. That And so that, for whatever reason, I, well, I saw that in the news more, but... It was just a day or maybe the day before or around the same time that someone had also done that to the Godfathers in Nixa. Anyhow, their dining room is back open. And I just wanted to mention that because they are, again, fantastic partners. And I know many of you may have you know, tried to go by there uh, in order to eat in the dining room and it had been closed. But it is now reopened. And so if that was on your list of things to do, but you were waiting one of your favorite hotspots to stop by, then it is now open and available. But they do always deliver as well as their Battlefield, Ozark, and Springfield Godfather's locations. But you can get signed up for the Godfather's Pizza Party at ksgf.com. There is a piece, or there was, this is from the 1st of January. Washington Examiner, Biden is dealing with the worst border crisis ever. Now, he's not really dealing with it. He created but nonetheless, the question in the article by White House reporter Christian Daddock is, should the GOP help him? I want to talk about this coming up, plus much more. 
as we continue on this morning. We are streaming live on Facebook, 1041 Nick Reed is where you can find us. And you can comment and stuff in there as you do watch it. That's sponsored by Springfield Raps, who also designed the KSGF studio. The First Alert Forecast, sponsored by Wolfpack Cleaners, your residential and commercial cleaning professionals from Color 10. Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Uh, patchy fog this morning, uh, otherwise sunny, high of 45. Uh, clear, 23 overnight tonight. Mostly sunny tomorrow with a high of 45. And there's a 50% chance of snow and rain Friday with a high of 40, Sarah Myers. Thank you. Censorship seems like it's everywhere, doesn't it? Especially on social media. And our friends down there at Quick Draw Gun in Monette, they are kind of the latest victims in this. And of course they are, because they're clearly domestic yeah, terrorists. Yeah, you know, I, it's you're thinking it's Facebook. That's what they do. But whenever you are a small, locally owned business, it can be damaging because that's one of the ways that they post their new inventory, uh, whenever they're doing sales, and restock alerts. So if you're out there looking for a locally owned gun shop or maybe your friends or family are looking, send them down there to Quick Draw Gun in Monette. I also recommend that you check out the reviews because one pattern that you're going to just see time and time again is that they are extremely knowledgeable and friendly. And that is one of the highlights when I went down there because I didn't get put on the back burner. They took the time to answer questions. They got to know my specific needs and they were able to help uh, narrow down my purchase. So in the meantime, if you need anything from gunsmithing, custom laser engraving, Cerakoting services, Quick Draw Gun is the shop for you. Now, if you have any questions, give Brad and his team a call today. You can find all of that contact information for Quick Draw Gun and Monette under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF.com. Got a um, text in the American Transmissions Talking Text Line. I was talking with my brother yesterday. He recently moved away from Florida because of his hatred for Ron DeSantis. He actually said if he could get away with it, he would assassinate him. I couldn't believe he said it. But right wingers are the danger to this country. <laughs> I, the, the, the hatred, I, the, and so many, you see it, again, the college campuses and even in our schools are taught to hate. There was a, um, I'm going to get to this border open question issue in a minute, but there was an article I had printed off actually a couple of days ago, and it was, it was a story about, I think it was listed as a study, though it, here we go, report. Hamas radicalizes children through anti-Semitic TV in summer camps. But I mean, this is nothing new. Uh, the children from a very, very early age, this is why it's so difficult to deal with this problem. They, they are indoctrinated through children's programming. Jews are awful. They're horrible. And this is also why th there's this absurd notion that Oh, you should just have them live side by side. And mm, no, that doesn't work. And it is, it's difficult sometimes for people to recognize and understand the, the approach that is taken with kids, perhaps for different purposes that lead to this radicalization and a hatred for people based off on the way they look, based off their backgrounds, their religious beliefs. It, it, it's the same 
approach that is taken in this country when it comes to critical race theory and DEI. And again, I'm not saying that the people who promote it, critical race theory and DEI, CRT and DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, have the same goal in mind. But you end up with the same results. Again, look at the college campuses. Look at so many of the high schools, the way that they are behaving the students when it comes to uh, the, the Jews. And this increased sympathy for bin Laden. You're hearing this disturbing trend where young people are being pulled like, well, he kind of had a point. I don't care if the motives are different. Anytime you take people and young people are particularly susceptible because of, you know, I just always think about how easy it is for young people to learn a new language or just to learn to talk. I mean, all of us, as opposed to once your brain is, is largely set into place, if you will, using very simplistic terms here, and you become an adult and it's much, much, much more difficult to learn a new language. So when you are younger and your the brain is just so much more mold, it's at that point where it can absorb so much and it, it's, it's designed that way so that you have this massive acceleration and learning at a very young age for survival purposes. All right. You got to accept. It's just like the, the physical growth during that period of time. You are physically growing in a way that is much accelerated compared to in size in particular, as opposed to once you hit a certain age and then it kind of stops or slows down to a great degree and then you kind of get smaller. Uh, but the brain is the same way. And so when you are taking young people and you are telling them whether it is radicalizing children through anti-Semitism in the Middle East or, um, you know, white privilege, that, you know, you'll never, ever be equal in this country because of these people over here. And yeah, maybe you see the white ones, uh, even if they don't know it, even if they claim to be your best friend, even if oh, the worst is if they say they're colorblind. See, that's racism itself. And you can't do that and then not expect there to be hatred towards people based on their race. I don't care how noble you may believe your intentions are. There is a reality to this. This is why terrorist organizations start in the schools. This is why the terrorist organizations start with children as soon as they get into the schools, preschool, kindergarten age, start indoctrinating them into believing that the Jewish people, whether they know it or not, or they act like they're your friends, uh, you know, maybe they even are your friends, but ultimately they're the ones responsible for the bad things that are going on in your life. They are the ones who have taken from you, whether you realize it or not, they are the ones who are responsible for your, your, your quality of life, not being good as, as their quality of life. There's a reason that the terrorists start at that age with that messaging. Well, look at what we do in our schools, and we've seen it in Springfield and you know a number of the surrounding areas as well, and of course across the country. It's the same approach with essentially the same messaging, though instead of the Jews, it's white people, or we're hearing more and more about Christians 
uh, the left in this country, they're, they're, they're trying now to really start this Christian nationalism and this conspiracy theory that now Christians are, are the ones that are trying to take over the United States. And, and there are these militant individuals we need to concern ourselves with. But, but they do it when it comes to the wealthy. They do it when it comes to white people. They do it when it comes to uh, Christians using terms oppressors, using terms privilege. You cannot do that and then not expect there to be negative consequences. I don't care how well-intended you are. I don't care as some sort of upper-class, middle-aged white person how enlightened you feel you are because it makes lots of left-wing individuals and people of color tell you how wonderful enlightened you are. You are doing bad things. You are doing things that are going to cause divisions. When your approach in terms of interpersonal relations and children is the same approach that terrorist organizations take, you may want to stop and ask yourself, is this really the right approach? Regardless of your intention. Springfield's Talk 1041, I'm Nick Reed. J-Lo. Streaming live, ksgf.com. To uh, welcome you all to the show and remind you if you have any home loan needs, then you need I want a great home loan.com. Uh, fantastic resource. This is uh, an idea that was implemented um, before I was here at the station. Of course, Don Carricker, so many of you familiar with him and it becoming a family affair, if you will, with Anthony and Alex taking over and, and the team that has stayed with them. And that is the cultivation of this process, the cultivation of their education infused with the technical components of the the I want a great home loan dot com site to facilitate and expedite your process and to make it as easy as possible. And it is why I mean, how Often when it comes to things like home loans, do you get these consistent praiseworthy com or, you know, just detailed explanations as to why this was an incredible process? Generally, that doesn't happen. Uh, but there's a reason it happens with I want a great home loan dot com. And they're the reasons that I recommend them for all of your home loan needs. Washington Examiner has a piece that Biden is dealing with the worst border crisis ever. Should GOP help him? Now, of course, he's not just dealing with the worst border crisis ever. He has created it. And there, it, the story itself talks about polling and so forth. And, and uh, you've got House Speaker Mike Johnson, who urged the president before Christmas to use executive authority to stem the record tide of illegal immigration, blaming Biden for the record spike in border encounters. Furthermore, the Washington Examiner writes, Johnson will lead a delegation of GOP lawmakers to the border January 3rd to meet with border officials to discuss the failures of the Biden administration to enforce border policy. They note, if Republicans still, though, reach across the aisle to secure immigration policy reform, it could not only undermine the casting of blame on Biden for the border crisis, but also saddle Republicans with additional baggage heading into two or 2024 should the reforms fail to reduce illegal immigration. Well, let me tell you what. They would fail. Because the existing laws are not the problem. 
That isn't to say that they cannot be improved. It is the failure, the deliberate failure, to enforce the laws that is the problem. So it, it's, it's similar to the call by Democrats to have new gun laws that they then don't even enforce to begin with. This is one of the big problems, of course, we see when it comes to the massive spike in crime, specifically dealing with guns in blue counties and blue cities across this country. They know that even if they get caught and they're violating federal gun laws or state gun laws, that they don't they don't fear any real uh, um, real retribution. There's no there's no fear of punishment. And so it isn't having new laws or more laws that, 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 that is irrelevant if the laws that are in place aren't enforced to begin with. Proof of this is the fact that we clearly had things much more under control under Trump. We know that it was much more under control because we were told by Democrats how horrible it was. There were a number of different things that Trump did. And while the wall, there is to some degree symbolism in the wall, but it does work. It's not the end all be all. The, the real meaningful steps that Trump took that that was getting things under control and creating a more secure border was leveraging our relationships with countries like Mexico and El Salvador and some of these others. And Trump just, he put it flat out there, specifically with Mexico at one point, saying, you know all this work that you think's coming down your way, these factories, so guess what, it ain't gonna happen. Unless you stop this. Because the problem, one of the big problems, of course, were not illegals coming from Mexico, but coming through Mexico. And Mexico was facilitating that travel because they did not want illegal aliens from south of the Mexican border staying in Mexico. So they were more than happy to help move them along into the United States. And Trump said, we're going to make that very not worth your while. And within 24 hours, the president of Mexico was on the phone with the White House. That was the one of one of the biggest benefit or the actions that, that saw benefits that and telling these other countries like you know El Salvador and and many of the others that we were seeing a vast amount of illegals come from that uh you're not going to get any money anymore from us you know all that money you get we're we're not going to continue this approach of um we'll give you money if you promise to help us you know I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today we're not you know we're we're not going to do that I'm just going to cut it off and you're not going to get any more of it until we see progress. And that made a huge difference as well. So there were a number of different steps that were taken that were all completely reversed under the Biden administration. Now, the fact of the matter is, there, the, oh, wow, we got to get laws, got to get laws. Uh, there were no changes. There's no legislation or changes to the law from Trump to Biden. So going from headed in the right direction with tremendous success to where we are today was simply executive decisions, decisions made from the White House. And 
this is what Republicans need to point out that that law, a change in the law did not make us go from where we were four years ago to where we are today. Therefore, a change in the law is not necessary in order to get us back to that point. And again, that isn't to say that there are not changes that could be made in order to make things better. But if we're simply talking about securing the border, just getting back to the point, because to me, you take the politics out of it. This is just my approach as a a results-based kind of guy. When you are when you know you're hemorrhaging things, and um, and you just say, "Oh, let's stop doing that." Okay, four years ago, here's where things were. Let's just get back to that. Let, let's figure. Let's just stop doing. It. Let's do what was done, and then once we get there, how can we improve upon that? Right? Eh, doesn't take Republican or Democrat to understand that. If you're just somebody that wants solutions, if your number one goal is to fix things. Legislation is not needed in order to at least make things as good as they were during the Trump years. Those were all executive decisions, actions. It was, you know, that, that's what it was. The Biden administration can do that stuff. Now, the this, well, we've got to take a traffic break. I, and, this idea, though, that we're Republicans, and, and I'm telling you, this is what the White House's position is going to be. Uh, hey, Republicans won't send a solution. That, that's the problem. So the answer to that in moments, I'm Nick Reed. Biden dealing with the worst border crisis ever. Should the GOP help him? Washington Examiner piece. Um, yeah. le- legislation is not needed to at least get us back to where we were under Trump. There was no massive legislative changes that occurred that led to where we are now. Uh, you know, all of this is executive action decisions, not to mention a president who has openly said, come to this country if you're illegal. Now you have Gavin Newsom, who also wants to be president, saying, oh, by the way, come here to the United States and make your way to California. You'll get free health care provided by the American taxpayers. You know, I'm sure they'll be perplexed as to why that results in a new rush of illegals. Any sort of legislation that would pass would be meaningless because, of course, Democrats are not going to support any legislation that did have any real meaning to it. And even if they did for political purposes, again, they wouldn't enforce it. They they don't enforce the laws that are in place now. I suppose what Republicans could do. But they won't because they'll be afraid of being called all sorts of names is to propose, and of course some establishment Republicans would just genuinely be against this, but really, really hardcore, meaningful legislation that includes, let's say, deportation of illegals that have have come here during the Biden administration. Now, they're more than welcome to start the process again and do it the right way, This is something that assuredly Democrats would reject because even though it is something that they would not enforce anyhow, they would see it as detrimental to their political futures, you know, because they, they, they would, 
That's in, and it's just inherently, uh, you know, against their DNA. And of course, they have enough foresight to recognize, oh, well, what would happen if a Republican who really meant it got into office, Trump got into office and had that authority, uh, then, you know, he would actually use it. The American people, including immigrants, are on the side of border security right now. Every aspect of this is an advantage for the Republicans if they use it. But like many of you, I suspect that they will not. And the, the, the fortunate thing for Republicans is the political benefit to them also is a benefit to the country. That's a bonus. News in 60 seconds.